Jim Crane, no restrictions with Tracy Jane. And I am excited about this episode because we are closing in on the first theater show of the year for myself. Tracy is a special guest on this show, along with Larry Richard hosting. It is an evening with Jim Crenn, me, <laughs> at the Oaks Theater in the beautiful Oakmont. Uh, you have to see this theater. It's gorgeous if you haven't seen it. Uh, they have alcohol there, which is always fun, makes it funnier. And, of course, the home of the Oakmont Bakery, which is, I always go there as a ritual before the show and get my sugar rush. Well, now you told them. Now everybody's going to be there waiting for you. They should go there. They should, yeah. Oh, well, have, have, you had, have you had an Oakmont Bakery yet? I haven't. Oh, my gosh, Trace. It's amazing. It's like, it's like Prandles is great. Oakmont's good, like legendary. You know, I'm an almond tort guy, so I look for the best almond. They're, they're up there. They're one of the greatest. But anyway, Oakmont, uh, Yokes, uh, I love this theater. Um I've been there in a little while, so I'm looking forward to that. So if you want to get tickets, uh, there are a, a few left. There's like, uh, I've lived ballpark, what, but maybe 100 left. Whatever. Maybe less. Maybe, maybe less, less than 100. Yeah, under 100 tickets left. So I'd love to see you. All the VIP tickets are already sold out? Yeah. And I, I would just you know, be honored to see you there and got a lot of new material, new stories. Of course... Strange things happen, and that's where our material comes from. My materials, you know, you know my act, of course. Uh, new impressions for you. Uh, if you haven't seen Tracy, you're in for a treat. She's one of the best uh, in the game right now. Uh, that's very good. And Larry Richard is really funny, actually. People don't you listen to Larry on the radio. He's great on the radio. But he's actually one of the funniest people I know, like off air. Like, we'll, we'll laugh, and he, he could really knock me over laughing. And... Uh, so I made him get up and tell stories, and he's starting to become a stand-up more and more. I mean, he has, he's actually got some material. We'll, we'll go over it on the phone, he and I, for, and he'll do it. We work at Steamworks, uh, but he'll do that. Uh, March 18th, he'll be at Steamworks, uh, by the way. Steamworks yeah, created. He, you know, it's so, Steamworks, but, he caught us in the, like, goofiest conversations. Like, he walked over yes. in the middle of talking about <laughs> the guitar player looked like Captain Ahab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Larry's a great guy, and we love love Larry. Uh, one of my best friends and uh, partners with uh, the Yenzer, Yenzer products that we do. So stand up. So it's it's fun doing a theater show, uh, especially when you get the, the chance, the honor to play a, a theater like the Oaks because it's uh, it's intimate. So like I said, there's not, you know under 100 tickets maybe left, but it's maybe 325, 330 people, whatever the theater is. So the seats. So so you're intimate. You have an intimate evening, and for a comedian, it's like the greatest thing in the world to have this because you you work to have the honor of playing an Oaks because it, it's when you start out, you're playing some really hard rooms, some really dives, and staying in some really tough places. I remember doing one nighters through Ohio, staying in motel threes, not even sixes, <laughs> that they would put us in. And I remember my first. Uh, time through Ohio it was my, one of my first gigs, and I did like Warren, Cleveland, all over, you know, through Ohio. Uh, and I remember uh, Steve Harvey, the great Steve Harvey. Uh, he was not known yet, like myself. Really? Yeah, and uh, he was such a nice human being. Uh, was he funny? Oh God, naturally, brilliantly funny. He emceed. My show. I was really? headlining those day, that during those days for these one-nighters. Uh, there's a brilliant, another great comedian named Basil. 
Uh, really funny man. He was friends with Steve also. So Steve was like Cleveland guy in Basel. So these guys, I did a show in, in one of the clubs. And uh, it was one of those things where I was there for like two weeks in that area. Okay, different one-nighters. Steve Harvey looks at my itinerary. Remember I said Motel 3, whatever? Yeah. I don't know the area. I don't know Cleveland well. But he goes, what? What? Have you staying here? You're going <laughs> to die by the 10th day. You ain't going to make it day 10, Jimmy. Because you're staying with me. So, I, so Steve oh, Harvey. Really? Yeah, Steve oh, Harvey let me stay with his family. And Basil let me stay with his family. And those guys took me in. And we had the greatest time for those two weeks. I remember us doing those shows. And Steve was such so funny. We became buddies. He was such an agitator. He loved it. Because, you know, when you're a comic, you know, it's like, it, it, it's one of those things. Inside thing, you know, people think, oh, he'd get on, this is Cleveland. Okay, now, you know, this is our arch rivals. Like, Pittsburgh, we hate Cleveland. It's the way it is. Right. You know? And um, Steelers-Browns, right? So, but the audience was really nice people. Same. But anyway, so Steve gets up every single show. Everyone. Packed houses. He goes, ladies and gentlemen. Jimmy Cran's coming up. We're going to bring Jimmy Cran up. He's from Pittsburgh. <laughs> he paused. He goes, that's Steeler country. <laughs> and I get up. I'm going to kill you, man. <laughs> we, he and I would be laughing so hard. He did it every show just to get me going. To see who, you know, it's like a laugh so hard, man. But it actually was helping me because... It got out where I'm from, you know what I mean? So I can get in my act. He knew my act was kind of a storytelling act, too. So rather than me getting up there and saying, hey, I'm from Pittsburgh, and he got it out in a humorous way. So he kind of psychologically helped me out, but he was a wonderful guy. But anyway, but, but um, doing those one-nighters and doing, the, doing those shows and, and, you know, tough rooms, and you've played them, Trace. You've been doing this a long time. Oh, yes. Uh, since you were four years old. <laughs> you know what I'm doing? Since you were four. You're now 33 this year, I think. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> so. In my delusions. So, but but the the one-nighters, I, you know, are, are tough. I, I, I want to ask you your, your toughest. Uh, mine was a place I did in Donaldson's Crossroads. It was... That's why I appreciate Where's the Donaldson's? Oaks. Where's Donaldson's? It's out uh, South Hills area. So... And it was a place, I don't remember the name of it, but a um, buddy of mine, a magician buddy, was working with me. A great guy, you know, Billy. And uh, so anyway, I got attacked by a little person, LP, three feet tall, a little person. And I didn't know what to do. I was like, physically attacked? I just, yeah, physically attacked. I just started doing it. And it was a really hard, tough crowd. Bill was a good magician. He got up there and he didn't do it real well. He's having struggling. And I'm next. And I'm on this, uh, they had two milk crates and a little, some board. And that was like the stage, you know? And so I'm up there and it's like French fry lights in my face and the crowd's, you know, not the best sound, but, you know, it's a like, God bless them, nice people, bikers all there. And Is it a bar? Have knives. Like, yeah, it's a bar. Rough, rough biker bar. So, so I'm up there, and um, underneath the lights, this little guy comes, and he's uh, like about three feet tall, blonde hair, with his hair come to the side. And I swear to God, Trace, he, he looked like Barney Rubble. And I looked, and that's all I said. I had no heckling line. All of a sudden, I heard, I know, I was doing my show, I was doing horrible, 
And that's what I heard. You suck. You suck. Like in the world of voice. I'm like, what is that weird that voice? You suck. And come out of the light. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a little person. And he goes, you know, you suck. Kept saying it. And I go, they're going to tell you this. Like, Why are you rebel? He chased, he, he went at me. I'm not making this. I put my hand out like a stiff arm <laughs> on his little forehead. His little hands were like, <laughs> and the, the bouncers came and got him. They said, oh yeah, that's so and so. He. He, he gets a little drunk, yeah, he gets all the time, he gets a little, a couple pops in him, and that's it. Magician was funny, because after the show, I sort of, Billy goes, hey, Jim, <laughs> yeah, they're saying somebody's in a parking lot waiting to beat you up. I get, is it the little guy? He goes, look, goes out and looks, says, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we waited him out. So, yeah, so there's some tough, tough road, tough gigs along the way to get to the beautiful oak, so. But I wouldn't trade any of those. I know um, you have to have some weird. Oh no! You have to have something like that. I'm sure. You know, you just I was still in Houston, and Randy Lubis, knowing that I'm from this area, I love Randy. Uh, yeah. Good took friend. me to a gig, and then we did a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. at a biker bar in. You and Randy and Du Bois. Oh, okay. And, you know, I started comedy in Houston, and there were a bunch of clubs down there back okay. then. So. You know, the hell gigs weren't like this. And you know, I remember person? the MC getting up on stage and he goes, uh, yeah, we're going to start the show pretty soon. And the bartender yelled, you want us to bring out the stage? And they said, yeah, we'll bring out the stage. I know and exactly the, what you're saying. And the stage I've is like there. a couple of yeah. two by fours with like a swatch of, <laughs> of AstroTurf on top of it. It was a putting game. And it just raised you up a few inches off the That was the stage. So that made everything. Made it all a professional show. And then uh, he got up again, now on the stage, saying, Okay, we're going we're gonna to start pretty soon. Bartender yells again, Hold up, Linda's coming. Mm. So, like, <laughs> Linda's coming. Very Linda nice. was coming. That's big. So we had to hold up the show. It ended up being a blast, but I, went, I was... <laughs> Shall I say a little perplexed on how things were going to go when they brought out the stage? It always, you know, it's uh, what's strange is I, you know, the, the gigs doing stand up, but as a radio personality, it was so different, Trace, but but yet the same in a certain way to, you know, work your way up. I, I whatever I was just started at the station and nobody wanted to bungee jump. They had a bungee jump promotion. And I did, so I'll do that. I said, you know, and I'm thinking, I thought it was like, I don't know, like a Mountain Dew commercial, where like, you know, water, and over to water, and tossing me a mountain, whatever, you know, was, everyone's happy, and bungee jump, you know, yeah. exciting. Uh, so we're driving, I'm driving with the salesperson, and they said, so where, where is this? We're going to Station Square. So it was a crane in Station Square, 220 oh, no. feet high. Oh, no. A crane on the parking lot, in the parking lot. Station Square, I'm going to bungee jump off this, you know, little thing up on the top and take me up. And then, then I'm this crane and I'm, I'm to bungee. And that was like a promotion. They were and going. it was too late to say no? But it, like you I tried to say, I, well, <laughs> Did you really? I, I swear to God, I got there and I thought, there's just a parking lot. Right where, you know, people are <laughs> a little older at Sports Garden. You know, the other side, Station Square parking lot. And I'm thinking, if that thing snaps and I die forever, there's a chalk mark there where people, hey, don't park there. That's where Jimmy Crane died. <laughs> don't park on him. He's right there. Look at the little chalk mark. That's his little hand. 
right there. It's his leg went sideways. They don't touch it. That spot's you're never supposed to go in that spot. It's sacred ground. It's sacred ground. You don't do he he's just snapped. We were all there, we had on video. Like, what was the liability back then? I mean Oh why, are you kidding me? So, so, so the radio stations made DJs do like wacky things like that. Back, I didn't, back I didn't know it was new. I didn't know. So, so I, so I go there and they take the microphone in my hand. This was to talk about like what's going on live. And uh, a guy who ran this thing, um, had grease all over him and I don't know why. And like a gray <laughs> overhauls. I don't know why. They taped a microphone. No teeth. I tell you, and I'm in the thing and, and we're going, and this guy had no teeth. No teeth. He's a carny. Grease, yes. He looks at me, and he's like, sees him nervous. Over, he goes, I just want you to know something. Death is connected. I'm like, <laughs> okay. It's connected to your feet, to this, you know, crane. You, when you jump, it's connected. Don't you worry at all. You just jump and have fun. I'm like, I don't know if I fun. I'm afraid of heights. And so, Why did you? I had to. I, did. I committed. So, well, I'm up on top, and I'm, and there's people watching from buildings. There's, there's like 400 people in the parking lot watching this at this point. So everybody knows. Like you well, said, on, it was, Yeah, they it talk was... on the radio all morning. I'm going to do this. Oh, and, I guess, gosh. And so people so showed up to see the you The media, guys. news media, all three, four stations, you know, Fox, KDK, uh, you know, TAE, PXI, they're all there with cameras. And he opens the gate, and I'm 220 feet up, and I'm looking to see these people, see the cameras. And I'm on the edge, and I'm like, I, I can't do it, you know? And then I go back and got, guys, it's connected. I'm like, I know, I, I can't, I don't think I could do this. Really? You, you didn't put your faith in the guy with no teeth? Yeah, it's connected, don't worry, you go. I'm like, then I thought, if I don't do this, my buddy's Tommy and those guys are you're going to agitate me for backing out. I'm going to back. still not live that I'm going to, no, I, it would be like, right? I was like, if I back out, this is on all three stations. I don't know what happens there. So I go, I'm doing it. And the thing I worried about, I know this is weird, but in my head, and excuse me if for the language. I know, you know, it's a podcast. You can say this is the worst language, but this is what I was thinking. Uh, I was standing there, and I saw these cameras, and I kept thinking, when I jump, I mean, I'm scared, afraid. I go, when I jump, I hope I, hope I don't shit myself. You know, something. You know, you think of things. I don't know why. In front I just, of everybody. I, just, I mean. Yeah. Well, I just picture on the news, a, though. That's a, le- that's a legitimate word. Thank you. I just pictured a news break. You know, man shit himself in Station Square today. And then go right to my forever. I'd be known as that guy who did that. And, uh, but I didn't. I, I made it. I made the jump. It was, uh, I was late. I was upside down. Hanging like a dingleberry. Just bouncing. Bouncing. With and, the mic. And the dude up and jumps a little guy up and goes, I told you it's connected. He's Were you right. still screaming? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then they had to lower me down real slow. I was shaking all the bit. Can yeah. we Google this and find it's, it? It's maybe on YouTube somewhere. I don't know where it is. <laughs> they gave me a, They actually gave me a VHS of the thing, uh, <laughs> which is weird to watch me screaming. You're just... <laughs> but, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, it's like stand-up. You have to work your way up you, you, from these weird gigs. <laughs> you know, from there you work your way up. That's a, that sounds like a hell gig to me. Well, you have to work your way up to the major leagues, which is, of course, hosting uh, Jello wrestling or Jelly wrestling, whatever <laughs> mud wrestling. Or that's the big. That's the big leagues, and you get to host. You know, strippers doing wrestling or mud wrestling. 
that's when you make. You have to work your way up to, to that, though. You just don't get that. You don't get that on the first day. No you, rookie. Yeah, you're bungee jumping in Station Square and risking your life a little bit. <laughs> and then they would have wheeled your dead body down Fifth Avenue, and everybody <clears throat> would have been crying and waving their towels. Well, they were just getting to know me, this, so I was just kind of. <laughs> it's my first year in a year, so I was just getting, you know. But still, yeah, I think I would have had the shock marker bent. They would put that in there where I, where I snapped there. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, stand up, man, this was so fun, uh, like I said, to do a theater and, and do about an hour. Material is interesting. Material, people talk about where you get it. I write every day, and uh, for like two hours, I try to discipline those hours all the time. I did a show, I, I, I was fortunate, I got to work with Jerry Seinfeld a few times. And uh, he pulled, the first time I worked was in Rochester, New York, worked for two weeks, and we are staying in a condo together, so before he had his show. And, uh, but he had done about over a dozen Tonight Shows at that point, so he was, he was, you know, yeah, he had God for us comedians. HBO specials, wasn't he back on the Dangerfield specials? He was then, yeah, he was just, he was known, you yeah. know. He had, and we were there for two weeks, and he would just, it was like being with, uh, I don't know, a doctor of comedy or something like this. He, he would tell me things I didn't, I still do till today. And he says, I'll never forget, he goes, Jimmy, you have to write every single day. It's a muscle. He says, you got to pick your times and write them. It's got to be struck. He goes, last, I remember the line, he goes, last month I wrote myself a Porsche. And I'm like, I love that. You know what I mean? He wrote enough, wrote the material to get on a Tonight Show, whatever. But anyway, That's so great. I've been... Wrote myself. Yeah, that's the way he said it was cool. But uh, so I do, I've been doing it ever since. And uh, it's, it's, it's tough because sometimes you sit there with nothing, right? You've done it where you sit there is nothing. You can't think of anything. I You're disciplined you know? with writing so much more than I am. Yeah. Well, no, it's just different style. That's all. You're, you're still writing. You just have a different style. Trace likes to do it. Like with friends and people, right? Yeah, like you'll remember it. Like you kind of get it out like that way. Some comedians do that. Like I'll just be clowning around with my buddies and, and yeah. Oh, I gotta write that down. You just <laughs> get a line. Yeah, and then it builds from there. It, and it builds into a story. Yeah. Most of your a lot of your actually stories though. So is it you telling it at a party and you remember it? Situational and personal experience. Yeah, I, I you know. I remember it. I write it, it just down. Just jot it down. Have you seen the mess that is my comedy notebook? There's just scribbles and. That's a comedian. <laughs> Every comedian has that notebook. Cocktail you know that. napkins just and little codes all and, kind uh, of stuff just crammed in there. It's a mess. I got the same chicken. John, Gosh, man. John Evans all my was stuff making fun there. of my notebook, going, "Look at all those jokes just falling right out of that notebook." John <laughs> was one of my first uh, co-hosts. The show's evolved and. Through all, I've, I've been really lucky. I've had some wonderful co-hosts uh, uh, through the years. It's been on almost 300 episodes now. Uh, and I'm lucky to have you, uh, Trace. Yeah, John Evans is so funny. He just kills me. But uh, he was one of the original original members of the show. He's a good He's guy, funny guy. Good man. Brilliant. Uh, uh, but it's funny. These, those little notebooks, you have to have the little scratch notebooks. And, and the cool thing is this. Uh, Trace got me out to an open stage uh, this week, and that was good. You nudged me to get open. I haven't been to open stage in a while. It's a, a, a place called in, in Mount Washington on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Is it every yep. week? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Scarps. Scarps. It's real cool. Nice little bar, right? Yeah. Nice people. Well, they just redid it, too. I mean, it was... It's kind of really it cool. Was kinda, it was uh, a little bit beat up. It was a little rough, but they... Just since I've been there last in the past year, they totally redid it. They um, mm-hmm. they changed the layout so there's more room because the, the, before you were just talking to everybody's back at the bar. There's nothing like open stage. Stuff. It's hard to describe. Like open stage is like 
the gym. You're going to the gym. It's not perfect. It's the crowds. Not sure. They're, they're, some of them are just talking too. There's like you got to work to get their attention a little bit, right? Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. That's part of the. That's part of why you want open stage. It's, it's like I said. It's like the gym. Not everybody is there yes, for a comedy show. No. They're just there to drink and hang out with their. Buddy. You just happen to be talking up there. Yeah. That's that's what makes it beautiful, right? Yeah. It's but a, I really like that open mic. You I need wanna, it. I want to hit some more. There's some good ones out there. Town. Well, yeah, we have to have some of these open mic hosts on. A lot of great young comedians, right, Trace? We're, we're going to get them on a feature them on the show so people can hear some of these new people coming up. Some very talented men and women, man. It's really, it's really cool. The city's really growing in, in the right direction. Well, and, I, and also, well, there's just an energy of being at an open mic and everything is raw. You know, yeah. it's just not polished. No. And because you only have about five <clears throat> minutes up there, you know, even you if you're using some old lines, right. you're grabbing them out of thin air you know so it's like the energy of trying to piece together something in the moment it's just I, and it is like it is like the gymnasium like i said because even though we're piecing five minutes together that frame of mind gets me into for the theater show it helps me for the theater show it just gives me just puts me a little bit little energy get yeah, my get my motor it gets my motor moving time, quick when's you know? the last time you've done the oaks oh god the oaks it's been too long um I believe it was, uh, I, I did a charity function here not too long ago, but this officially playing was uh, probably right before uh, the COVID and all that. So this is the first time back in a couple of years. So, I mean, besides a charity guest spot I did. So it's the first time headlining there in a while. And they, like I said, it's, it's one of my favorite all-time theaters, the things to play. It's such a beautiful theater. I did so. a guest spot on uh, a show with Wolfie and David Kay and a bunch okay. of local comics. Yeah, great guys. About a year ago, mm -hmm. and uh, the crowd was not a big crowd, and mm -hmm. most of it was in the back in the VIP section. Okay. So you're yelling over the entire empty theater to the Get VIP tables. <laughs> they were laughing. but Good. Was, See? Was, That's what I mean. That's the great thing about so theaters. Great, I'm really excited. This is, great acoustics. This is going to be a uh, packed house, and it's going to be very different. And here's the interesting thing. February 11th, so like I said, less than 100 tickets. So you know, go to the Oaks uh, website uh, because it's Valentine's sort of weekend, and we right. want to shift into Valentine's Day. Uh, so, you know, good date night. huh? If you get through... Red Tuesday. Trace, explain, <laughs> Trace is teaching me all the Red Tuesday. We, we always need, this show always needed a female perspective, so I'm learning all this stuff. But what is Red Tuesday? Explain Tues what this is, Red Tuesday. Okay, Red, Red Tuesday is the Tuesday before Valentine's Day, and that's when couples break up. If you don't like them enough to spend Valentine's Day Do with them, then it's you break a, up on the, the, on the, that Tuesday. Yeah, that's, that's traditional. That's, that, well, not traditional, but that's it. Tends to be where most people do it. Do it. We'll decide like the um, they biggest day statistically. The biggest day of the year for breakups is December eleventh. Wait, December eleventh because yes. before Christmas, right? Oh, but so uh, but before yeah. Valentine's Day, it's no. the Tuesday before. Which is a week before Valentine's you know, Day. I, it's still a little harsh. I seem to get dumped on that time. Bring on time frame. I'm a December. <laughs> oh, I'm an early December you're a guy. Statistic. I am a statistic <laughs> to get dumped. Okay. Early December. So it's such a thing. If yeah, you I'm buying get, in now. I'm all in. It if happens. you get dumped, it happens. 
Now yeah, you I, say, yeah. oh, okay, well, I got these comedy tickets to Jim Crenn. I didn't who, want to go with him anyway. Who, who and, absolutely was dumped with you in the December at some point. So Every December. But you can't it's, go it's back like with the holiday him. thing. The th- you know? But you have to know <laughs> that if somebody does that to you, you don't go back with them I, like a yeah. few weeks later. Like they don't, if they come, oh yeah, I really kind of miss you a few weeks after Valentine's Day. No, no, no. No, uh, no. I am the worst. Do you know, the, you know, you know when you, to, do you, do you, you go back? I'm like the worst. You're supposed to be, I'm, you know, like, hey, who cares? You know, going up, not me. I'm just like a sniveling little crying guy, emotional. <laughs> I was serious. I wasn't. It was casual, Jimmy. Sorry. Get out of here. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm that guy. Yeah. It's like, but I was serious. Well, too bad. Once the break happens. You gotta, I got to toughen up. But anyway, good. You can't, you can't get pulled back. <laughs> Back and forth. Oh, I hate that. No, 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 no. When you fall for when you yeah. grab the milk out of the fridge and you sniff I love it, this kind of talk. Good. And yeah. you sniff it, yeah. and you sort of, and it doesn't smell real good. Right. And you mindlessly put it back in. Mm-hmm. A week later, when you go to grab that milk out again, it's still bad. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Same thing with <laughs> if you get dumped on Red Tuesday. They did you a favor. Uh, get outski. Run. Of red Tuesdays for me. I have a lot of red Tuesdays. I should get, I should, we should have t-shirts, all of us wearing red Tuesdays. Uh, sweaters or t-shirts. <laughs> um, okay, so we talked about the worst like, dates and stuff. You know, years ago, I was a kid. And um, when I would, uh, Judy from the snack bar at Zares. I never liked North Judy. Side. And Judy from the snack bar, she worked, you, you know, all the good Zares food. If you ever been to Zares, it closed, unfortunately. But snack bar, out of sight. Great nachos. Hot dogs on a little roller thing. Beautiful. Um, all the healthy stuff. All the healthy stuff. <laughs> but Judy worked at the snack bar. And uh, I finally uh, get her out. And uh, Judy was a really nice place. And we were at a place called Dell's. It's a restaurant in Bloomfield. And, and they had these ice cubes in their glass they're like the little circle ones like yeah. saucers kind of yeah. small kind of but they're, and um we were having a terrible day because i'm terrible believe me she's girls they do i'm just, how are you terrible i'm just i do everything wrong right right down the right thing to do i do the opposite so anyway so so it's not going well and um but anyway i tell a joke and in the joke i don't remember the joke i told but i, I just remembered what happened I hit the punchline, and uh, and this date it wasn't even barely talking to me. Judy from the snack bar went out of her like like she was drinking. Mid, I swear to God, and she went like this, and her face like got beat red, like like I didn't understand what's going on. It's like shaking, what? like this, and a uh, perfectly formed ice cube shot out of her nose. Wait, because she was laughing yes. or, or disturbed? Laughing and disturbed. But like this, laughing, laughing. So holding her like this and put red, boom, out, shot out like a BB gun. Like it perfectly formed that ice cube. And there was a pizza thing, a metal with half eaten you know, pieces. And it just, it just hit, went. <laughs> and that was it. We started both start laughing. We ended up becoming friends. <laughs> Did you date or just stay friends? We stayed friends. 
<laughs> when you see someone shoot an ice cube out of their nose, it's a bond for life no matter what happens. I think you're pretty much that's your like, friends for life after that. That's you don't better see that than too a spit often. take. I mean, that's a huge compliment. I mean, a perp- it was. Perfectly formed ice cube, too. I mean, I don't even melt it. Look, it's like, wow. I just remember hitting the thing. With, I'm like, this I will remember for a long time. I remember that. I, God bless I, you, Judy. I went out with a comic in uh, in in New York. We okay. went on one date. It was okay, after a show, all right. and uh, you know, and there was another comic sitting in the bar uh, nearby, and we're all chatting. And I was telling them about one of my comic buddies that day mm-hmm. had just told me something I thought was so funny. He was like, "I'm going to write a script for Back to the Future." whatever number they are on right. five or whatever he was yeah. like and in it and this guy's tri- joe lapari he's hilarious and twisted you would love him right. so uh he was going i'm gonna write the script and in it he gets parkinson's what? but it's he gets oh, it because <laughs> of all the time travel so he has right. to go back time travel in the past and make sure that he doesn't travel through time so he doesn't get parkinson's I'm howling okay. at this. I'm telling this. Is this. A date? Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just repeating this. The two guys in their comics. Okay. They started yelling at me by how twisted, and messed up I am. I ended up in tears. I left the date. I was like, That was the end of the date. What's wrong well, with you? I thought it was funny. I'm a comic. You're funny. comics. And they're yelling at me. That was the end of the date. <laughs> Put the, put the kibosh on that romance. Well, yeah. Well, you know what's funny is uh, you have friends like, uh, this is a while ago, this is when I was younger, and I set you up on a date, blind date. And uh, the weird thing we all experienced, I experienced this hit me, but um, she set me up the blind date. We're talking, this young lady and I are talking, and she keeps looking at her watch, and you know, at the dinner, she looks at her watch again. But the third time she watched her, looked at her watch, I really said, you know what? I'm the blind date. <laughs> you know, you're always thinking like, I'm the, oh. she's trying to go from, I'm like, oh my God, I'm the blind date. It's me. She's, <laughs> this is not going well. So, yeah, the watch is bad. Thank God for phones. No more watches. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for me. It's not good. What do you want from me? I'm, 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 red, I'm, red, I'm a Red Tuesday guy, for crying out loud. They're doing you I'm favor. a Red Tuesday guy. She was a jag-off. Right, all these you know, <laughs> you know what? Judy was not a Judy. Judy was, Judy was snack bar. Good people. Snack bar. Good people. Was, was not a jag-off. But the- do, you, do, you, do, you, uh, do you ever uh, know? Do you know, like, instantly? I always want to know what a woman Like, when you have a date. Do you know within a minutes or so, like if, if you're gonna like him or be with him, like that quick? Sometimes like, yes, sometimes no. Do you do you give it time? Like if you don't, if I don't know. No, I think once you know, women, you know. That's the thing. Really? Yeah. And it's pretty quick though, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like months. It's like a day. Or is it the first date, second date? You kind of know. I, it's an energy thing, right? I dated this guy. He was Orthodox Jewish with four kids in okay. New York. 
How nice. drunk was I on that first date that that just slipped by me? Inherited, I don't know. So, a family. But we talked. We were texting for two weeks. Okay. And he made me laugh, and we had so much fun texting. Mm-hmm. Then I met him in person, and I was horrified. I was like, oh, my God. just didn't work. <laughs> he just, he was, was a better phone friend. So unattractive. He was a phone friend. And then so I kind of, after the first date, I got through, and I was like, yeah, no more. And then I missed him. Because I was talking to him so much for two weeks. So then I gave it a shot, and guess what? Terrible idea. I should have stuck to my gut feeling. Really? Yeah. He should have stayed a phone friend. Yeah. Well, I was the first girlfriend he had after his divorce. And, and uh, you know, he so, wasn't ready for that. And, and he kept breaking up with me, and then he'd get back together, and then he'd break <laughs> up with me again. He broke so up with me. that was a nightmare for you. Like, twice right before you were almost red Tuesdays. Fourth of July weekend. Oh. That's a different So the third day. time he came around, we dated just a little over two years. Is but, that like that Christmas was they don't want to spend Christmas, 4th of July? Same thing, I guess, because fireworks yeah. involved. Don't want to see fireworks. So, break uh, up with you. So the so, third, 4th of July that was coming up, I told him, like in front of his family, I was like, I booked a gig. I'm playing Morty's in Indianapolis because traditionally yeah. you break up with me for 4th of July weekend. Did he do so it? this year. Oh. I found something to do. You, like, I, I booked a gig. You I'm going to go ahead. have fun. I'm going to write this down and do this move. Yep. On Red Tuesday, I'm going to book something. Make sure I'm out of time so I don't go. <laughs> well, anyway, hey, we're supposed to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Happy and, Valentine's Day. We are Day. excited because uh, this is one of the first shows that uh, since Tracy has joined the show, the first show actually, we uh, have video. Uh, tape for so check us out we'll have audio and video now and uh and we're gonna make them a little I'm more fun yeah i'm excited i'm gonna and get I, you out on some ice skates i'm gonna yeah we have a lot of adventure with this video um i bought a lot of nice sport jackets for it i'm ready to go so i've been working i'm doing my hair since 2 a.m so <laughs> trying to get it just right for the video so. lots of fun stuff coming up <laughs> yes. including next saturday hope to see you at the oaks theater uh, and if you are dumped this Tuesday, you didn't need that jag off. I'll take care of you. You did not Jim, need that jag off. <laughs> it's Jim Crenn, no restrictions with Tracy Jane. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Andy.